Now is the time we bring you the virtual stage of our 11th Achieving Optimal Health Conference at Georgetown University. To experience this talk with all the videos, slides, and graphics, head over to the BBNR website where you can enjoy the entire day of archives of nine incredible speakers for just $29. Go to bbrconsulting.us and click on store. One more time, visit our store at bbrconsulting.us. Thanks for staying curious and for living your best life with us. People are yearning for information. Having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Zenga Caro, the product developer at BBNR Wellness, and today we're going to talk about the MC Squared program and the six relationships habits that will transform your physical health. So we're going to get interactive today. So if you have a piece of paper nearby, grab it, grab a piece of paper and pen, because we're actually going to put some of this theory into practice. So I want to make sure you're ready. So thanks for the great introduction and let's dive right in. Last year, how many of you were at the conference? It was amazing. And we had uh, Vivek Murthy talk about his new book, Togetherness. And he basically shares his personal life story, which is incredible, of how he worked so much that he lost the connections in his life as a Surgeon General. And now he's back um, in, in action. And his book has left a lasting legacy on the world to kind of say, hey, wait a minute, guys. This is an epidemic, and what do we do about it? As Dora and Trisha mentioned, the Harvard study really hit home to us at BBNR. We could not believe that after 80 years of study, they were scrambling to research empathy and connection when really they were looking at genes, they were looking at food, they were looking at lifestyle, they were looking at habits. So this caught everyone you know, by surprise that our longevity is connected to the health of our relationships. And that's just so surprising. And as we mentioned, you know, obesity, smoking, drinking, all of that really is going to pale in comparison to loneliness. It reduces longevity by 70%. And here's the shocker is that so many of us are feeling lonely. And Dr. Lusting talked about this. 61% of us are feeling lonely. And lonely can mean I'm not feeling understood by others. Uh, I feel distress. Um, I feel fear, right? And when we have most of the world, okay, we're, we're talking all the generations, we're talking about the younger generations, right? Which is also surprising. They're the ones also feeling even more lonely than the older generations. So most of us are feeling lonely in the world. And as we talked about in the last session, you know, it's it's changing the way we're at work. You know, we're less productive. We, we you know, have more missed days. It's just impacting everything. And the CDC has also done studies, you know. So all this heart disease, stroke, all these, these physical ailments are being tied back. So now that we have the studies and we have this moment of saying, wow, this is the culprit, basically, what do we do about it? Dora and Trisha have been these wellness champions over so many years, trying to get the message out that it's not just about food and exercise. It's about our mind. It's about our spirit. It's about our state of mind. 
All that stuff is so important. And so we really do need to understand this as a big picture. And when we talk about health and wellness programs, we need to talk about the mind as well. So it's great if you're doing all these other things because they're releasing endorphins and doing, and, and you know, you got to take care of your body, right? But this is also um, true because when, when you are lonely, you are more likely to want to eat that whole thing of ice cream or you're, you know, drink more or do all these other habits because of the stress in your relationship. So today we're going to take this stuff on, right? And we're going to make it interactive. So I want you guys to get ready for that. And, and as Doro explained this morning, you know, let's talk about mindfulness because this really is the cornerstone of how we change our habits. We as adults, we're like freight trains. We're like going in one direction. It's very, very hard for us to pivot and move. And really the only way to do that is to pause for a second and have these notice moments. And that's why mindfulness is so important. And, you know, as we know, it's not only stopping to say, is my life a train wreck or is this a beautiful ride or what's happening? It's noticing what's happening with a loving awareness. And as Doro likes to say, kindness, she is the kindness champion, right? And so it's kindness to yourself. Like, wow, this day is really not going well and it's okay. I'm okay. Everyone's okay. And have a little kindness and understanding because if you're in push mode, if you're like, I can't believe this is happening, you're not going to be learning anything. And as we know, life is a reflection for us to, um, to improve, right? So if we're not noticing, um, then, then that can be a problem. So, so calming down is the first step, right? So we designed this mindful community collective as a way for leaders and companies and clubs and schools and families and partners to really come together and take these tools to become certified so that you learn it on the first time and then you're certified to teach it to others, right? So we wanna create this sort of chain reaction of knowledge because like I said, we know a lot about superfoods, we know a lot about meditation, but this is where we're falling down. Nobody taught us about relationships in college, you know what I mean? So this is, we really want this to spread and we've designed the program to do that. So. This is mindfulness support for those messy moments. They're mindfulness support for when everything is going wrong, when your relationships are full of stress, you're stressed at work because of a coworker or because of your customer or because of your child or your husband or even your relationship with yourself. Like, how do we do it when things get messy? And these habits are what is going to take us out of those patterns that we keep repeating and keep repeating. And at some point you just kind of, you lose hope, you lose faith that they're going to change or you're not going to be able to change or whatever, right? So we have to lift that first. We have to get out of our default modes and start to look at this. And this is the really sad part about the science is that our subconscious runs 95% of our decisions. So when you are zero to six years old, you're in theta, you're, you're basically wide open, you're being programmed by the world. And that's why all this head start and all these amazing programs are focused on the first six years because they are the most important years of your life. Because once that's over, you start to run into the front of your brain and they, it starts to make decisions based on pattern matching because you just don't have time to, to be in that other, that other mode. So when you create bad habits in your life with your relationships, 
you're going to repeat those again and again and again. And mindfulness tries to step out of ourselves, notice ourselves, notice what we're doing so that we can not be on autopilot. So, I mean, Doro often says like, when you're on autopilot, you're missing out on your life as you're living it. So if we're on autopilot 46% of the time, half of our life, we are sleepwalking, we're zombies. So we're practicing those tools of how to be more present, how to stay more curious in the moment. Now, I'm going to go over the six habits, and this is where I want you guys to take a look at this, and I'm going to give you a minute, and I want you to write down the one that you are great at. So what, what of these six are you really good at? Deep list, and which one are you not so good at? Now, the one that you have a challenge with, I am going to challenge you this week to put something into practice, to take the theory, put it in practice with one person in your life. So it could be your spouse, it could be your coworker. I don't know who it is, your child, whatever it is, you pick, but you're gonna pick one that you have a challenge with and I'm gonna give you some, some little um, nudges on how to do that. So I want you to write down right now, what is the one of these that you're really good at, right? Because we're all good at one thing and we all have our blind spots on the other. So what are you good at? What are you bad at? Deep listening, turning judgment into curiosity, finding your breath, speaking your truth, practicing forgiveness, embracing joy. Okay. So hopefully everybody has what their, their two things are. And again, right now, if you just read a book or if you just listen to me talk, nothing's going to happen. These theories are good. We want to fill you with the science and the knowledge, the wisdom that we've collectively come, all these books and scientists and studies amazing work that Cigna's doing. All this stuff is really great. And then what, right? Then what happens? So now's your chance to take that into practice. And then eventually you can turn it into a habit, but it does take some time. Habits take, you know, repetition. So let's start with deep listening. If you chose this as something you're good at, you probably have a high emotional intelligence. You probably know that when someone's talking, it's not always really what they're saying. In fact, it's only 7% of what they're saying, according to science. It's what is their body language? Are they crossing their arms? Are they turning away from you? Are they not looking? I realize that I barely look at my kid. You know, it's like we're talking, but we don't look at each other, right? So that's body language right there. What is the pitch, the volume, the tone, right? All that stuff is going to matter. And so you want to be looking this week at how that works. How is your body language? How is the body language of the person you're talking to? This quote, I absolutely love because it's so true. When people we love stop paying attention, trust begins to slip away and hurt starts seeping in. So this is the juggernaut of all relationships. When people don't feel like they're being seen and heard and appreciated, then it's just like this erosion happens. And one of the things we do is we start with this principle in our, in our crash course because it shifts relationships. People can't even believe after one week of putting their phones away, asking someone, you know, Dora always says the most valuable thing that you can give someone is your attention. And it's true. 
We're starved for it. We want to feel like we're here. And, the, and, you know, if you think about loneliness, that's the exact opposite, right? When someone is saying, what do you think about this? I want to hear your opinion. How do you see this? What do you think? So in this challenge this week, if this was something that you said that you're not great at listening at, practice not interrupting the person you've chosen as your partner. Do not interrupt this whole week. Don't interrupt at all, right? Draw the conversation. It's your job to ask them questions. So instead of like, they say something, instead of saying, but da, 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 and putting your opinion and da, 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 you, all you're going to say is you're going to ask them the next question so they can start talking more. You're going to invite them to, to, you know, we had one woman that when she was like, I can't believe this. She said, um, I went on a two hour drive with her best friend who she's known since childhood, her entire life. And she said, I did deep listening and I learned things about her that I'd never, ever known about her. So this is where these relationship dynamics set in and she's always the one talking and all of a sudden she wasn't really tapping in and listening to her best friend about things. You know, we had people saying that, you know, people thought they were having an affairs because all of a sudden they were stopping and listening to their spouse and it was so like unusual. We had people that did not watch, turned off the TV during meals or put away the phone and it was, it was a massive thing. So do it if you can, even if it's, you know, in small doses and then pay attention to their body language and your body language. Okay. So let's move on to the second one. Who has this one, right? Who chose this one? So turning judgment into curiosity. So curiosity is a really cool state because remember I was telling you about how children are in this open brain where they're programming all of their patterns, right? As a small child in theta. Well, this is what happens when you go into curiosity. Your brain goes, whoop, oh, that pattern's not working anymore. I got to pay attention. And all of a sudden, you're opening your brain into that mode where you can write into new patterns. So this is really important. And curiosity is also the, the happy hormone. Dopamine is being released. Memory creation is happening. So this is why in the second step, we really want you to take judgment Put that away and start getting into curiosity. If you never give yourself a chance to start again, start a new day, then, you know, <laughs> then we just throw up, we just become robots, right? So if there's no way for us to grow, then that, that can be sad. And that's often where relationships die is that there's no, there's no growth happening. And, and growth mindset is being really taught right now in a lot of courses and different things to children and everybody else, because if we have a fixed mindset, I am not good at accounting or I am not good at resisting sweets or I am terrible at opening up or whatever it is, that, that becomes what happens because your mind is fixed, your perspective is fixed. So we really need to open this up and we need to open it up for our partner, that we're, our child, our mother, our partner, our work partner, whatever it is, allow them to make a shift. This is an interesting story. So, so scientists were tasked with trying to embed AI um, with love. Is it possible? How do we put love into AI? And they did a bunch of scientific studies. And something really sad happened. And it was that they created therapists that were, it wasn't Sophia the robot. It was, you know, like an avatar on a computer. But the sad thing is that people preferred the robot therapist to real life. Why? Real life person. Why? 
because people are judgmental. We judge each other. And how can you heal from something? How can you change when you're in that defensive mode? That, ju- you know, judgment is, is really hard. And that's where we start to close up. That's where we become lonely. And that's, that's where we're talking about the mindfulness. You know, you can't learn anything. You can't grow. You can't do anything if you're shut down, right? So, so this should be something that humans, you know, can be taught by robots is that we've got to be less judgmental of each other and more curious, especially right now when we're going through such a period of, of intense change. So if you chose this as something that you need a little bit of work on, this week we want you to list all the judgments that you have about your partner. He's this, she's that, whatever it is, right? And then I want you to write two of those that you're willing to release, right? What are you willing to release about yourself, judgments about, and your partner? Okay, so the next one, finding your breath. Okay, so this is Doro's legacy and and it's been so profound in the work that we've done. We realize that everybody knows about breath, right? We all know it's awesome. We all know it's powerful. We all know it can, well, not all of us know, but it can actually rejuvenate your organs, you know, reverse autoimmune um, diseases and things like that. But we realized in doing the, the crash course is that it is the easiest, fastest, most dramatic thing you can do to have a pivot moment. Okay. So your kid's screaming, everything's chaos. What are you going to do? You're just going to take those three breaths. You're going to basically take out that automatic system that's happening. So we're going to, like, as he says, untie your body to your thoughts because your body is going into fight or flight. It's going into whatever it's going into. And you are about to say things you don't want to say. You're about to do things you don't want to say. You're about to be out of integrity of your values because your body is taking over. So we're going to try it right here. We're going to do a 60 second breath. And this is the way we start all our meetings. And this is really powerful. Now we're going to use this insight timer. It's an app that's free. That is great. And it's just going to be 60 seconds. So why don't you close your eyes and just feel what 60 seconds is like. And, and here we go.
Isn't that interesting what happens? It's like, it's, it feels like a longer time than it is. That's just 30 seconds. And it can mean so much when you're starting that meeting or even, you know, I was thinking today after I'm working all day and I want to take a break and have lunch, I should do that one minute before that lunch period. It's like a cleansing of all the stress or all the this or all the that that I'm feeling. And it brings me into the new experience that I'm going to have taking, having lunch, whatever it is. So, and this also works to also put your brain in receptivity mode for learning. And also just like, like I said, if you're having a really bad day, it's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. You go into the bathroom and you just do your 60 seconds. And all of a sudden life doesn't seem so hard anymore. So if this is your challenge, if this is something you're challenged by, um, we encourage you to install Insights Timer. It's free. And again, just take those minutes when you need to pivot. Okay, so the next one, speaking your truth. So <laughs> here's Dr. Seuss with some sound advice like he usually has. Today, you are you. That's truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. So we all know the, all, the adage that we are all snowflakes, we're unicorns, there's no two of us alike. And that is the truth. And that's the thing. When, when you live through someone else's opinion or their structures or their life, you're basically denying the world of what you bring. You're confusing the formula completely. And it's so important that we realize that each of us have those unique intelligence, each of us have those unique gifts. And when we're, we're just gonna have one cherry pie if we don't all bring what we're here to do, right? And we're, and we're so unique and so beautiful in that way. So again, there's not a possibility that you can be anybody else so you can enjoy it and bloom, or you can wither away if you condemn it. And I think that's also where the loneliness epidemic comes from. You know, the Cigna study pointed to the fact that people are like, nobody understands me, or I can't be myself at work. This has got to change. And I feel that the more I have spoken out in my life, in those meetings, in those things, people are like, oh yeah, I... I like that, or that's a good, you know what I mean? That's a good idea. Or even if they don't understand it, it's so great to have it presented, right? Because more often than not, you know, it met with, wow, we should be thinking about that, or I haven't thought about that, right? So if you just stay silent through your life and just go with the flow all the time, then you haven't really brought your unique perspective to the table. So David Hawkins has a map of consciousness and on the very bottom is shame. And I think often we feel like, wow, I'm not going to say anything because I'm the only woman at this table. Maybe they don't understand me or I'm not going to say anything because it sounds stupid or I'm not going to say anything because I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. It's important. It's important to get out of this judgment of other people, shaming other people, and really just allowing ourselves to figure out what we think, because discovering your truth, it's a constantly evolving thing, right? Discovering your passion, it's a constantly evolving thing. So be easy on yourself. But if this is something that you um, wanted to work on this, this week, write down your values. How do you want to be remembered when you die? What do you want people to say about her? 
she was this way or she was that. What do you what do you care about? Right. And I want you to work on these value statements. I feel this way because I believe. So those are some things that you can do. So the next one, practicing forgiveness. This is so true. And I love this quote so much. Hurt people hurt people. We all have come in um, to this world with a lot of hurts and, and you just can't even, you know, it just accumulates over time. This is such a hard thing. You know, Oprah says forgiveness is, is giving up the hope that the past can be any different. It's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment to help yourself move forward. So, and we're going to hear, I'm sure about this too, in the keynote, you know, it's so important to just move forward because yeah, the past is painful and there's people that are, were hurting that did things and all this stuff. And it's just, it just happens. So then what, then what happens? So one of the other things that we dance with during this class is everything can be applied to yourself. And everything can be applied to relationships. So maybe you have to forgive yourself. Maybe you have to look in the mirror and say, I did the best I could, or I was hurt and I did it this way and I want to do better, right? So, so whatever it is, it's really important. And, you know, there's an institute called the BioCybernaut Institute. I found this so fascinating. They charge people $20,000 for one week of training. Okay, these are executives. These are people um, that come in. And they get hooked up to biofeedback devices so they can see their brain as they're speaking and doing things. And guess what their entire program is based on? Forgiveness. You go through every single person in your life and you go through yourself and you forgive everyone. And that forgiveness creates 50% creative in increase, 11 point boost in your IQ, right? So when you are... It's, it's as if all this stuff weighs on you all the time. It's like you're bringing all this grudging into your relationships and your mind and your preoccupation. And he's doing this because of this and this and this and this, right? I'm doing this because of this. So you're overcompensating. You're doing all this complicated gymnastics emotionally and spiritually. And forgiveness is the way to clean slate that so you can put your energy toward these things in your life that you want to grow, right? The things that you want to come alive. So again, if this was something that you wanted to work on this week, pick a pain in your life, write down what happened, acknowledge how you felt about it and figure out, you know, is there a silver lining here? What did you learn? And then start that in pen and paper, I forgive, right? And maybe that will lead you to being able to do it in real life, right? Um, face to face, you know, it's not easy. And there's a million ways to practice forgiveness and you'll know which is the way that's best for you. So the last thing is really fun. We spend the last week on embracing joy. Um, we all know that that is the overriding factor. That's what we want to get to, right? Because how can you be sick in bed when you're excited to get out of bed in the morning? You know what I mean? Like that seems to override a lot of the exhaustion, the stress that I can't do this anymore, all that stuff. And it's often hard to tap into our joy. You know, what makes us happy? We're so busy running our lives and doing our checklists and all this stuff. It's important to connect back to your joy. And it's also great to give joy because 
we learn this in in the crash course. It's like we do these we do these random acts of kindness for strangers and our partner, and it's just like people are like, oh, you know, you made my day. You know, strangers in the supermarket. It's it's really is a contagious feeling when you can give it right. And you can even give it to yourself in self-care ways. So, so in terms of the science, Indiana University proved that by writing a gratitude letter once a week for three weeks had three months of impact on your mental health. And I think it's just a great practice. Tell people what you appreciate them. You know, I always do that in my life and I always wish people did it to me more because I'm like, oh. You know, the few people who do ever say anything, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was good at that, you know? And so it really does um, help when you reflect back to people who they are to you, why why they mean something to you. And if this is your challenge this week, schedule unstructured time, schedule down, like literally put it in your calendar. I'm taking this time to do nothing. I'm taking this time to do whatever I want to, to read a book, to take a walk, to figure out what I like, to watch a movie, whatever you're doing, right? Take that time for yourself and then do a random act or an unconditional love um, uh, act for your partner. So here we go. We believe that if you can master these these relationship habits, you're going to become resilient in these shifting times. You're going to become aware of yourself. You're going to be physically healthy. You're going to be connected to yourself and you're going to be connected to the people in your life. You know, when things go wrong, which they inevitably, you know, we have these up and downs, it's great to have strong relationships in your life because that's going to make you feel better. So we really encourage you to try to, again, you, you know, we're probably all adults on this call. So it takes time, you know, it takes time to get out of, of the, the, the kind of the subconscious programming, the patterns we're in with our relationships and whatever. So we, we try to do it with humor and different things in the class. We have a, a flipped classroom. Um, again, we have a buddy system because they say that transformation, any kind of transformational learning you're doing, it's important to be witnessed. Like, you know, I did this, I'm being witnessed in a small group of eight. So we do that. And then we also do it on one-on-one with partners. And also one of the things you should know about transformation, it's really important self-reflecting. So if you haven't applied the knowledge of the theory, right? To, oh, how does this, am I good at forgiving? Am I good at listening? Like if you haven't really had that awareness on yourself, then it's pretty hard to get into transformation. So one of the things that we thought was so crazy and interesting about this crash course was that it worked for all what works of life. So we had we put people in groups of totally different ages. You know, some people were in college, some people were working. I mean, it was just it was just this hodgepodge. And it was amazing how much the stories that people said and the, and everything really resonated with each other and there was so much learning and crossover. And that's the other thing with learning today. It's not about having someone stand up and say something. It's about us learning from those antidotes, from those stories. This is what happened when I did this random act of kindness, or this is what happened, right? So that's where we encourage you to talk to your friends and family about this stuff because it really helps. And one of the great things is that we believe that it's so important to measure. So we've measured the problem. We've been successful with Cigna and Harvard and Dr. Richie Davidson is also. So now what do we do about it? And one of the things that Dr. Richie Davidson talks about is that he believes awareness, connection, 
insight and purpose are the bedrock of living a great, happy, healthy life. And so we use his four quadrants to assess people at the beginning and afterwards just to see where we're at and the, and the results have been amazing. So again, mindfulness goes up, social connection goes up, self-reflection and insight. So again, um, this is kind of one of those things that in order for us to achieve our, our vision, to strengthen our relationships and strengthen our health, our physical health, it really has to happen relationship by relationship by relationship. So we invite you into this. And if you'd like to hear more about it, you can go to mindfulcommunitycollective.com. We'd also love to hear from you about how your week went. So feel free to reach out to us via email and let us know what happened for you as you, you know, faced, you trekked into the unknown to learn about some of these new habits. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for spending the day on yourself today to learn about living your best life. And we have got the keynote speaker next. It's going to be incredible. It's going to leave you with so much fuel and inspiration to take on the challenges and opportunities and excitement of this year. So thanks for being here and we'll see you next year. Hello, everyone. We are going on 20 years now in our journey with BBNR to bring holistic health to the mainstream. It has really all come from a desire to find ways to flatten out the bumps in the road of our lives and be grateful for when days go well. So much innovation and insight is coming out on health and wellness on a daily basis. It's sometimes hard to keep up. We are so grateful for the speakers who join us on this podcast and to all of the guests that come to our Georgetown conference and to those that join us at Gasparilla every year to share their wisdom. At the end of the day, we hope that we have made you curious enough to try some of these tips in your day-to-day -day life. We hope that you felt their impact on your life as well as the lives of the people that you love. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well.